Would you stand with me this morning? Hebrews chapter 11. Anyone know what Hebrews 11 is? Come on, tell me. What's Hebrews 11? That's the faith chapter, is it not? Look on the screen here. We're going to talk about faith for a few minutes today. I have more message and we have time, and so I'll be sensitive not to crunch all this in this brief time space that we have. I've sensed the presence of the Lord today in this place. You know, I want to tell you, if we'll pray like we prayed for those few minutes, that God will do something great in our midst today. I want to talk about the description of faith. Hebrews 11.1 reads like this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, by faith that is, the elders obtained a good testimony. And by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Do you believe that today? So that the things which are seen, to Brad's point, get your own dirt. That was good, Brad. The things which are seen are not made of things that are visible. Listen, there was a time when there was nothing but God. But God being eternal. Verse 4, by faith. Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away that he not, did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. And you know what? We may get in on that as New Testament Christians. Come, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. Our world's getting nuttier all the time, but the truth is, we need to be here. They need us to be here. We're the salt, and we're the light, and they, we need a witness for Christ in the earth. But listen, there will be a time when we're getting out of this place. Glory to God. By faith, Enoch was taken away that he did not see death, but was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. Here it is, that he pleased God. That's the most important thing in your life. Are you hearing me? Look at me. Most important thing in life, no matter what financial levels you reach, what power levels you reach, what others say about you, when we stand before God, that's going to be the thing. Did I please God? Verse 6 Read it with me out loud. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Father, bless the reading of your word to our hearts in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. The description of faith. This undoubtedly is one of the great chapters of the Bible. This has been called the great faith Hall of Fame. You know, they have the Hall of Fame. This is the great faith Hall of Fame. And what it contains is the men and women who have believed God down through the ages. We have a sampling, certainly not all of them, but when the Lord wanted to demonstrate faith, he put these folks in here. Another thing it's, it indicates is what is greatness in the eyes of God? You know, in our, our measuring system, our value system in this world is much different than the value system of the kingdom of God. What we have here is the key to greatness. God is saying, 
with all of these people that had faith and God writing them in as a testimony to us, God is saying, in a sense, this is what I see as greatness. So what is greatness in the eyes of God? A person who has faith in him, that is seen as greatness. Here's the key to greatness in the kingdom of God, and that's this. Those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God sees that as great. In fact, there's a verse in the Psalms just passing. Psalm 147.10 and 11 says this. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. Notice this, verse 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. What does God treasure? Deuteronomy says it, that we, his people, are his special treasure. So for these few moments, I want to share with you, if I could, a description of faith. I want to look at this passage of scripture here, just six little verses that we'll unpack. What we have in verse one is this, we have the meaning of faith. We're going to look at that. Verse 2, we have what I want to call the reward of faith. Verse 3, we have what is the basic understanding of a person who has faith. Verse number 4 and 5, we have the spiritual power of faith. How many know faith is powerful? Faith in the Lord is powerful. It can even move mountains out of the way when faith is moving. And then we have verse 6, which gives us the necessary beliefs of faith. So let's unpack this today. First of all, the meaning of faith. I want you to capture this. I don't know if I'm going to get a whole, all of this in, but I want you to capture this because do you know there's a great misunderstanding of what faith is today. I'm going to show you this verse again. Now, read it with me if it's on the screen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what does that mean? Well, what we have here is the only time In all of these 66 books, this is the only time faith is described of what it is. There's one place, one verse in all of the hundreds and thousands of verses. There's only one verse in the entirety of the Bible that gives uh, this definition here. And that's Hebrews 11, verse 1. And the Bible discusses faith, shows us what happens when people believe God. It gives us examples, but there's only one place And there's no place except right here. Now I want you to listen to several translations. And and we're going to come to something that I think is going to excite you. Uh, Of course, this verse, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The NASB says it this way, faith is the assurance. Everybody say assurance. assurance. Assurance of things hoped for. And then it says the conviction of things not seen. Now, the Williams translation, and maybe you didn't even know there was a Williams translation. Now, faith is the assurance of things we hope for, the proof, everyone say proof, the proof of the reality of those things that we cannot see. How many know there's spiritual realities that the world's blind to, but I can see them. How do I see them? When I put on gospel glasses, I can see the prophetic future. The Beck translation says this, faith is being sure of what we hope for and being convinced of the things that we do not see. Now, this one's going to be a little loud. It's the Amplified, but I'll try to restrain myself. Here's the Amplified Bible. Now, faith is the assurance, the conviction, look at this, 
title deed. Do you know you have a title deed today? The title deed of things we hope for and being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of, thing, of their reality. I'm going to read that. The conviction of their reality. Faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Now the world thinks you're crazy, but that's all right. They're the ones that are really crazy. We're in our right minds because we have the mind of Christ. And what I want you to know is the real fact of things not revealed to the senses. Now listen to the Wiest translation. Now faith is the title deed of things hoped for, the conviction of things that are not seen. Listen to Barclay, great English commentator. Faith means that we are certain of things we hope for and convinced of things that we do not see. So what is he saying? What is faith? Is faith just being, you know, some people say it's just positive mental attitude. I can tell you, we need to be positive. We're a can-do people because we have a God that knows no impossibilities. But it's not just human positiveness. It's much greater and much deeper and much more powerful than that. What is faith? Now listen to This is a commentary note of Marvin Vincent. And then I'm going to read one out of the 17th century commentator, Matthew Henry. But listen to this. He says, Marvin Weiss says this, Faith apprehends as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Come on, listen to what he says. It rests on the fact, acts upon it, and is upheld It's upheld by it in the face of all that seems to contradict it. Faith is real seeing. It's like this. When the young man comes out of the tent and he says, Oh no, all the enemies are surrounding us. And then the prophet of God comes out and said, Lord, just open his eyes to see the reality. Come on, open the eyes to see the reality. And when he got his eyes open, he saw the angels of God. He saw the army of God. See, when the world looks at us, they see a group of people that are, that are in, in, human, in human estimation, maybe weak in many, many ways. But what they don't know is that their eyes could be open. They would see Jesus Christ sitting on his throne, the very head of the church. He said, oh, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Faith is real seeing. How do I see? See, when you and I come up against a trial, a storm, a difficulty, if we're not careful, we'll have false seeing. False seeing is looking at your life, looking at a circumstances, and all you can see is what the natural realm tells you. But when, you know, I think we sang it today, didn't we, Stephanie, sing about the in the storm, praising in the storm? I think we sang something about that, praising in the storm. I want you to know this. When we face the trials, difficulties, and storms of life, you, you, all you can see, maybe, maybe all you can see right now is the divorce, the sickness, the bank account. But I want you to know, real seeing sees through the eyes of the Word of God. The world says, I don't have anything, but God says, the Lord's my shepherd and I shall not want. Come on. You may be like Paul in prison, but Paul told them, my God 
shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And listen, unless you're seeing, unless we're seeing our circumstance according to what God's word says, we're not seeing it clearly. We've got stigmatism spiritually in our eyes. Real seeing. Now listen to this. I told you I'm not getting very far. But I'm liking this. I'm talking about faith today. Listen to what Matthew Henry said. Maybe on the screen. Here's what he says. Faith and hope go together. This is a commentary on this little verse. Faith and hope go together. And the same things that are the object of hope are the same things that are the object of faith. It, faith, is the firm persuasion and the expectation that God will perform all that he's promised to us in Christ. Notice this. And the persuasion is so strong that it gives the soul possession. Everyone say possession. Possession. It gives the, for this faith, Mr. Henry said, this is, this faith is so strong, so convinced, so persuaded that it gives the soul possession, not of false reality, but of reality. Listen, Christianity is real. Possession of those things, believers in the exercise of faith, are filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Christ Christ dwells in the soul by faith. And the soul is filled with the fullness of God. Now, think about this. What is faith? It says in our verse again, now faith is the substance. Say that with me. Substance. Not empty, not nothingness. Faith is substance. What does that mean, Pastor? Faith is the substance. I won't bore you with the Greek word, but it means, transliterated, the foundation, the title deed, the guarantee of the thing hoped for, the substance, the, the, the evidence means the conviction. So now, think about this. So with all of that said, as we boil it down, it would mean this. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, if you leave it there, it simply means that faith is an act of the mind and a faith is the act of the heart whereby we're, we have the assurance of something. In other words, we're absolutely convic- con- convinced of certain things. But I want to tell you that I believe it's even more than that. What do I mean? The word substance means title deed. It means the real, it literally means the real nature of a thing. So here's what I want you to see. If I have a title deed to something, do, am I just, do I have something that is just emptiness or do I actually have something? If I have a title deed, I mean, we have a title deed to this, to this building right here. We burn the note on this. We have the title deed. It's ours. It doesn't belong to anyone but Trinity Life Church. We have 15 acres that are worth $2.5 million. We have the title deed, and we owe no one. We owe no man anything. We have $1.4 million, or $1.2 plus 3 or so million dollars in the bank. We don't owe anyone. We're on the good side. Come on. We, if you have the title deed, you actually have something. You have something that's real. Now, now think about this. 
When it says here that faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's, see, faith is not, I hope so. Faith is not, oh, it may be so, it may not be so. It may be true, it may not be true. That's not Bible faith. We don't deal in imaginary things. That's what I'm trying to say to you. I'm not doing a very good job, and I'm telling you, faith is not imaginary. Faith is not emptiness. Faith, that faith brings us into the substance of a genuine experience with God. Faith is the substance. It's not just a mental conviction of something, but when you have genuine faith in Jesus Christ, you have something. Better than that, you have someone. Faith brings us into substance. Faith brings us into an experience with a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. True biblical faith knows what is real, experiences what is real, possesses what is real. So it's not just mental. When you and I get saved, we have life. We have God's life on the inside of us today. We have sensed that life today as we pray, as we worship. Holy Spirit has been here today. Faith is not just hoping so. Faith is reality. It's substance. You have something today. You have God's life. That's what it is. Faith is the substance. Now let's move along just the second one here quickly. That's the, that's the meaning of faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the entering. It really, what I could call it is this. Faith is the entering in to reality. Do you realize that everyone outside of Jesus Christ today is living outside of reality? They, they've imagined some kind of thing that's real that's not real. Many of them are deceived. They're living a non-reality. They're living a life that's going to perish. But when we enter into faith in Jesus Christ, what they say is boring is joy unspeakable and full of glory. What they say is crazy is life and life more abundantly. It's reality. And until a person comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, they're not in reality. They're in darkness. They're in lostness. And therefore, we've got to share faith. And faith is the gospel of Jesus Christ. What can, what can, it's like the light that comes in. See, when faith comes in, the lights come on. And then you begin to experience a peace and a joy and a forgiveness and a liberty and a fellowship that only can come in a personal relationship with Jesus. So what faith means is the substance. Faith brings you into the substance of the life of God. It's real today. It's real. Now, here's a good thing. It's only the down payment. It's not the full payment. But isn't the down payment good? I mean, the down payment's good. I can't wait for the full payment. I mean, sometimes we're praying in the Holy Ghost. We're worshiping God. We're reading our Bible. We're just meditating, contemplating the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And we're just overwhelmed. And you think, oh, the down payment's great. But one of these days, we're leaving this place. Come on. One of these places, we're heading out of here. We're going to get a new body. Sin's going to be gone. Sorrow's going to be gone. Suffering's going to be gone. We're going to dance. We're going to shout. And we're going to see the one who died for us. Oh, praise God. It's reality. Faith is the substance it's not just the conviction. It's not just the assurance. It's the reality. You have something today. Don't ever let it go. Come on. Don't ever let it go. Jesus is worthy today. That's the meaning of faith. Now notice verse 2. We have the reward of faith. It says, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Everybody likes a good testimony. The TEV version says, it was by their faith that the people of ancient times won God's approval. 
but I like the RSV. For it is by the men of old they receive, look at this, divine approval. Say that with me. Divine approval. You know what I've noticed? If you're going to see, if you're going to serve God, you're going to upset some folks. Number one, you're going to upset the devil. You do believe there is a devil. We see him manifesting all over this nation right now. People have given over to demon spirits. I'm telling you, people have opened themselves up to demonic spirits. And we're seeing the manifestation of death and and darkness through people's lives. The devil is angry. Also, people can, can, if you're going to really serve God, people can be angry. You, You may not get people's approval, but we should not seek people's approval. We're not, listen, are you with me? Come on. We're not men pleasers. We don't seek to please men. We don't seek to manipulate circumstances where people will say nice things. And we're not, not, you know, you've seen people fish for like, fish for little compliments and and, and say things that'll make, you know, because that's the way flesh is. That's not the way God's, here's what the Word of God says. The reward of faith is divine approval. Divine approval. Now the elders here were basically all those Old Testament saints that live for God. That pleased God. These are those who trusted God. These are the people of faith. God said, when I want to teach my people in the New Testament about faith, I want to show you these people. These are people that turned away from the world. In fact, in the end of the book of Hebrews, it says, some were sawn asunder, which they think is Isaiah. They, were, they hid in caves and in dens, and they, they would not compromise to even save their lives. They didn't even love their lives to the point of death. This is the kind of faith that says, I won't let go. I won't quit. Even at death, I will not quit. You know, the revelation in the first few chapters there talks about overcoming. And it talks about some were martyred. Antipas was martyred. And, and, and look at this. These people are an example to us. God, God has honored them. One of the ways God has rewarded them is put them in the hall of faith. That's one of the ways he's, he's done it. And now, where are these people? Where is Isaiah today? Where is Jeremiah? Where is Zedekiah? Or Zephaniah, rather. Zedekiah, I don't know if he made it in, but anyway. One of them crazy kings. Where is Enoch today? Where is Peter today? Where is Paul today? Where is John and Thomas and Bartholomew? Where are these people? Where's Mary Magdalene? We were in Magdalene not long ago. I was looking for Mary. She's gone. Where's Mary, the mother of Jesus? Listen to me. Are you listening? Come on. These people of faith are where every person will end up that has divine approval. Every person that pleases God one day will be in his divine presence. And that's where these people are. On the day of resurrection, some of the tombs were open of the old saints. Maybe it was some of these folks right here. And now they're in the presence of God. Listen, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The reward of faith is divine approval. They receive God's divine approval. That's faith. That's faith's reward. Divine approval. You know what that approval means? Indicates that during their earthly walk of faith, the Lord looked after them. 
Lord's looking after you. He's looking after us. That meant the Lord cared for them. You think those folks didn't go through some tough times like you do? Well, certainly they did. It means that he gave them victory when the enemies came. It means that he fulfilled all the promises that he gave them. I want to remind you, God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 5, 24 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent him, who sent me, has everlasting life and shall not come to judgment, but is passed from death to life. Divine approval. See, genuine faith gets divine approval. Now, look at verse 3. By faith. By faith. We understand. What do we understand by faith? Here's, here's the basic understanding of faith. By faith we understand. Listen. Now, no matter what your school is teaching your children. I was in New York City at the, the big museum. Uh, the, the gentleman that is always on TV, he's the guy, uh, I forget his name, but he's, he's the scientist that's always on TV doing the commercials. Not Nye. It's a, it's a black gentleman. Uh, it's like, he's just like Nye, I can tell you that. Him and Nye are twins, though one's black and one's white. They're twins. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, they're twins in belief. But anyway, I was in that museum where he where he is uh, over that museum. And we went in there, and we walked in, and there was, it was automated, and they had a recording on the speaker, and it was him. It was the scientist. Walked in there, and then we were in this kind of planetarium and all the stars, and they started their Big Bang thing. And they, and they were saying, this is what happened um, umpteen gazillion billion trillion million you know how many ever years ago this happened and the you know the bang and all this and that and my daughter Peyton was there where's Peyton <laughs> there she is it was just her and I in New York City New York was not safe but her and I and I took her by the hand and I, as we were walking out of that place and I whispered in her ear in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Can I tell you, I've got a greater authority than that scientist does. I have the very word of God. Come on, church. We understand. And what that means is we know as true fact. Faith believes that God, that God, Elohim, is the creator. How do I know? How can I be sure? Now, I mean, I wasn't here when it all happened. How do we know? First of all, we know because as I look outside today and I see the trees and I see the bird that just flew by and I see creation and I see design and I see perfect order. I know that there's a designer. I mean, who in their right mind would dream that that just happened? No more than this machine here. Oh, this just happened, Pastor. No one in this room believes this just happened. 
Do you? Certainly you don't. If there, listen, if there's design, there's a designer. There's design all over this room. This table, these glasses, this Bible, this case, these instruments. Does anyone believe all this stuff just happened over thousands and millions of years? No. Someone designed it. Someone thought it up. Someone said, this is going to happen, and they put effort in to design it. Look at the world today. What the world is doing is reverberating with God's glory and God's majesty and God's voice is speaking to us every single day. The proof of the world. I read my Bible. And the Bible says there's a creator. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And it says everything was created by Him. There was nothing that was, has existed that wasn't created by Him. I look at what the Bible says about the Lord Jesus Christ. All that He did. All He's doing in lives. The work of the Holy Spirit bearing witness to these truths as God creator. See, the world looks out. The worldly person looks out. And, and, or the believer looks out. And what the believer looks out and sees the creation and says, God, there's a God. An unbeliever says, there's nothing. Mind's blinded. The believer looks out and sees order. And design and beauty and creativity. The unbeliever sees nothing. The believer sees matter that appeared from nothing. And says the world was created by the spoken word of God. The unbeliever says it all just happened from nothing. The believer says God made all things. The unbeliever sees all of this and said, just mere chance. And what I say to that is not a chance. There is a creator. Come on. His name's Father. His name is Son. His name is Holy Spirit. Say it with me. His name is Father. His name is Son. And His name is Holy Spirit. One God, the three in one. He's Almighty. He's Creator. And my faith says we understand that the worlds were created by the very Word of God. The world tells me there's a designer. The Word of God tells me there's a designer. Jesus Christ says there's a creator, designer. Holy Spirit bears witness to me that there is a designer. The basic understanding of faith is simply this, and I close. That God exists and that He created the world. God is the person who's behind life and all that is life. God gave breath to man. He gave breath to this world. And he made all things that are seen and, are, and that are unseen. And Colossians says, he is to have the preeminence. Come on. He is to have the preeminence. We don't worship man. We don't worship inanimate objects. We don't make idols of things because God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship God. We worship God alone. You're to have no other God before you. We don't worship creation. We worship the God of creation, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he is worthy of our praise today. I want you to stand with me.
I wish I could go on. And then someone, well, go on, Pastor. Yeah, you say that. I'm done. Come back Wednesday night. If the rapture takes place, we won't be here. Just unlock the door yourself. <laughs> My prayer in this, in this message is that you'll just feel God is big. I'm just a poor, pitiful preacher, human being, frail, flawed. But we serve a Jesus who's perfect, perfect in every way. Everything about this church, I pray that everything about this church makes you want to say, Jesus is wonderful. If you, if you leave saying, oh, wasn't the music wonderful? Oh, wasn't the preaching wonderful? Oh, wasn't, oh, weren't they nice? You got your eyes on all the wrong things. But if you walk out of this place saying, oh, God is so great. God is so wonderful, worthy of all praise. Here's what I want to say to you, and I'm done. I actually have a lot more to say in this message, but I knew even preparing it, I thought I've got way too much. God created the world with the perfect design and order. I, I like being outdoors. As you can tell, I'm pretty tan. I like working in my yard. I like making it look nice. I like the beauty of nature. Because it just reminds me of how, how creative God is. But it also, I look out and... There's perfect order to our world. Now, we understand the last days, judgment's coming. This physical world's going to rock and reel under the judgments of God. Read the Revelation. I mean, you read in Genesis, and there's creation. You read Revelation, and there's decreation. God's pulling the seams out of this world. But as we look out generally in nature, we see order. Maybe your life today... Maybe there's an area of your life that there's so much disorder. There's so much disruption. Do you know that God's spoken word as he spoke and everything came together? Do you know God can bring order to your life? People that are on drugs. So many people on drugs. We saw that the Kennedy young lady, the grandson of Bobby Kennedy. What a tragedy. 21 years old or 22 years old and found her at the Kennedy compound in Maine. That beautiful compound that's historic. That, that, that John F. Kennedy uh, housed there when he was on his campaign. And now, once again, uh, their, their 21, 22-year-old granddaughter was found in the home this week, overdosed on drugs. How can you have everything the world offers and still be so empty? And the reason is because nothing in this world can give you peace. Only Jesus can give you peace. Only Jesus can bring order. I wish that young lady, I wish that young lady just knew how that Jesus could break those bondages and bring order and bring control to all the forces that were ripping her apart. But her life is over now. 
I think the way I would like to conclude this service is, could we, I don't normally do this twice, could we all just gather once again, just for prayer? We, I won't, we won't belabor that. I'm not going to keep you up here 30 minutes. I want us to come. Let's come. Worship team, would you come, Stephanie, please? I want you to join me. I just feel, This is the prayer that I feel right now. This is the prayer that I feel. If everyone that would, would just come for a moment of prayer. Just a moment. I know we've had a full service today, but just a moment of prayer. Just a moment of prayer. A moment of prayer. Jesus. In just a moment, I'm going to have them sing something. But right now, if you just press in, would you press on in? And I feel this prayer in my spirit, in my heart. When I said that God's able to bring order, just like in Genesis 1, there was such a chaos there. And then God spoke his word. And as he spoke his word, everything came into order. Everything began to function normally. I want to encourage you right now. I just feel with my heart, there are people standing here under the sound of my voice, maybe on the internet. There's places in your life that are absolutely out of order. You are not in control. It's like, it's, it's like your universe is spinning out of control. Jesus, if you'll call upon the Lord he, and, and yield to His Lordship, yield to the authority of His Word, His spoken Word, God can bring order. He can bring fruitfulness. He can bring peace. And He can bring glory. And he can bring purpose. Right where you are, then I want you to begin to pray. Say, Father, bring order into my chaos. Bring order, O oh God, into my chaos. I, I give you, I show you, Lord, this chaos in my life. I don't know what it is. It could be depression, it could be drugs, it could be some kind of something else. But Lord, we yield our chaos to you. And we ask you to bring your divine order into our life. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill me with your self-control. Just begin to call upon the Lord there. Maybe you want to pray in the Spirit. Just invite His presence in. Just invite His presence in. Invite His grace in. Bring order out of this chaos. Arrest. Arrest me, Lord. Come in. Take control. Set up on the throne of my heart and my mind and my, my life. Be the Lord of my life. I confess you as Lord. Now I want us to be, just begin to worship a little bit here. Just for a moment before we conclude. Just worship. Love on Him and let Him work in your heart and life. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm still in your, your hands. hands. This is my, my confidence. confidence. You never, never fail me. 
just what I've said just as God's spoken word brought order to chaos if you will have a daily time in the word of God do you know the word of God is powerful some of you your thinking is wrong because you're not feeding on the word of God you're feeding your mind on other things if you want order in your life, you need to feed and meditate on the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. We're transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind. You want order? You've got to get God's spoken Word in your heart and spirit. Order to your emotions. Order to your thoughts. Order comes when we yield to the Word of God. So, Father, today, we're grateful, Lord, that we could gather as your family and worship you I pray a blessing on your people I pray God that you would help us to be a people of faith and Lord on that great day when we stand in your presence that we may not have the approval of this world but Lord your divine approval is all that we seek that we may please you I ask you to give grace and mercy to us as we move forward with the very clear vision in which you have put in our hearts and lives. I pray for peace. pray for unity. And we just thank you for this great day. Now let me bless you as, you get dis as I dismiss you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And all of God's people said, 
I love you, church. God bless you.